Experiment called life is the best. <laughs> I like Spanish Jeff. No porn after nine. Don't tell your friends if you had fun. <laughs> I still have laser guns for sale. Well, I don't know. Susan's son has one of these, and they work just fine. <laughs> Whenever I see you, nobody believes you. Everybody, this is ECL number nine. We have a treat for you guys. This is Alex McKenzie, your host. Uh, we've got a couple of great guests for you lined up for this show. We have the powerful Matt Watson. Matt, say hello. Uh, okay, hello. <laughs> Too many words, Matt. Too many Just words. Hello. Oh, hello is all I want. Was hello. I mean, you threw him with powerful. You threw it. <laughs> you did. You wrote that too, right? I was like, I don't think I'm doing powerful. That cannot be talking about me. You'll have to upload a picture because, like, I, I look quite frail. Right. <laughs> right. I think you look great, buddy. I think if I had to guess. And then that beautiful, stunning laugh you hear is coming out of our other guest. Another fellow comedian here. Her name is Roshin. That's Roshin. It's not Roshin. Not Roshan. Roshin. If you're going to have her on your podcast, you get her name right. Now it's Roshin Cared. Is that correct? Yes. Because you care a lot about your first name. I don't, I, mean, I don't think, you asked me how to say my name and I told you that I don't think any of this is coming from me. Like, you were like, how did you say your name? I was like, Roisin. And then you just made it into a bit. It's like, a big thing. Are you going to talk like this the entire time, by the way? Well, Matt, <laughs> the thing is, I don't know what you mean when you say you're going to talk like this. This is kind of just my voice. I mean, if you don't know what yours sounds you're, you're like. You're pausing a lot. You're putting like ellipses after like every few words. <laughs> I know, you imagine if that's just how you read. Ellipse, ellipse. Oh, In ellipse. fairness, he sounds a lot like you doing comedy. <laughs> we, do, we do. Like. Right. Okay, I do slow it down. Mm. A bit well, more. that's what you have to do for comedy, right? I mean, if you want to be like Norm MacDonald. <laughs> Which I know you both do. I know, right? I sat up all night watching his jokes last night again. Is that the name of this podcast, by the way? The I Heart Norm <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is I Am The Not Norm Heart Norm Podcast. Five fan gear here. Uh, so, um, Matt and I actually have a lot in common, uh, besides how we sound. And the fact we're both Canadian. And powerful. And powerful. And powerful! Yeah, just in different ways. I mean, you have powerful eyes. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So, Matt is also homeless, unemployed, and living in a van. Yes. Well, well he, he's not in the van right now. You're getting a van for here. Literally sent an email uh, earlier today um, yeah. looking for, uh, looking at um, uh, a new vehicle. Right. Um, and it's, uh, my van has, was not nearly as nice as the one that uh, that you're rolling with in, uh, in Canada. Yeah, yeah, mine, uh, yeah. Yours is a mansion, mine's... Uh, more, more of an outhouse, <laughs> but without the toilet. So just, <laughs> just, it's just a box. <laughs> it's got sides on it. It moves around. Now, Roisin, mm -hmm. what do you live in? Uh, I, a home. <laughs> you have a home. I live in a home. I haven't been there for a couple of months. Okay, and uh, where, where, where's your home? Uh, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Is that where you're from? No, I'm from Glasgow, uh, but I live in Edinburgh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have never been to either of those places. Okay. But I've heard everyone make fun of Glasgow. 
<laughs> everyone goes, ah, uh, they, I've seen like five people here do this bit and they go, uh, you know, like I, uh, I work with underprivileged children in Glasgow or as they call them in Glasgow, children. children. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's crushed every time. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Every... People, people love that shit. People lap that shit right up. So, Fair enough. So give me a little bit into Glasgow here. What's the, what's okay. the deal? What's the um, size? What, what population are we looking Glasgow's at? Glasgow's the biggest city in Scotland. Um, oh, 350? Closer to four? <laughs> million? Uh, it's no, 100,000. Like, uh, no, it's a bit... Uh, it sort of depends on who you ask. Um, I always say it's close to a million. Okay. Uh, there's five million people in Scotland, okay. uh, which is less than the population of Greater London. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, Glasgow, um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it's a newer city. It's a big industrial place. It's had a bunch of... Uh, yeah, okay, Matt, with you your were, Google. You're actually closer, 600,000. Uh, Matt close. just fact checked, fact checked her. Uh, this is going to be a long show, folks. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I said just... it depends who you ask. If you check Greater Glasgow. Just, sorry, if you ask the internet. Yeah, if you, you check went... Greater Glasgow, um, then it's like, yeah. Matt Watson, we'd like to ask you, what do you run your tire pressure at <laughs> on Matt your van? Matt Watson, we would like to ask you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was great. That was, sorry, that, that, that was a dick move. I thought actually, I was just, I was just feeling a little bit more. Um, I was upset that I thought, I thought I knew the number, and when mm-hmm. you said that, it was, it was more of my own insecurity. That's why I had to look it up. It was less shaming you. He <laughs> just wants to. He's projecting his insecurities yeah. onto you, like, like good, many good comedians do. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. Fair. Because then, if you feel insecure about it, it helps. Because then we're all insecure. I, and I'm it helps fine. bring the room together. I'm really fine, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm really Stop okay. Stop telling me how I feel. I'm okay with my name. I'm okay that, with that, everything. That's a new bit I really want to try. I literally wrote that down. It's literally just, uh, literally, say it one more time. Um, quit telling other people how they, who they are or what they are. Like, because there's so many people do it, right? They're like, oh, you're a this or you're a that. And you're just like, well, you know what? You're a fucking idiot. Like, just settle down. So I, I kind of, it's going to work. It's, it's, it's going to work. We got some work to do it's on that one. Great. So let's I get back it. to Glasgow. You, uh, you had a laugh track to this, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it did work. <laughs> I, uh, I, love, I love comedians explaining, like, bits that they're thinking of doing and then when that bit dies. <laughs> and they go, it's going to be, it's gonna, I'm still working it. I'm still working it. <laughs> Hey, hey, that, uh, that's right. like a finished bit. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> got, that's done. I've done that on stage. Show right. <laughs> Opening my show with that tonight. 8.45, Griffin's Hotel. Be there. You want to see this thing fucking crush my oh, heart man. when it dies. Glasgow's um, great because it's like proper Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the reason is a bit of a weird question for me because i i do i work in tourism uh, i'm a historical tour guide in edinburgh so when people are like what's you know what was the thing with glasgow and edinburgh and i'm like well around 800 years ago like <laughs> <laughs> you know where what's, what's the difference between the highlands and the lowlands oh well you know uh, and the thousand years ago lower scotland was part of anyway not that funny. Um. No, this doesn't have to be funny. This is very informative. You know what right. I looked up the other day? So I'm up? trying to grow my vlog, right? Mm-hmm. Vlog, video blog. Keep up, Matt. <laughs> so anyway, trying to grow my vlog. Number one thing on YouTube people watch for? Entertainment. Mm. Funny humor. Laugh. Yeah. yeah. Number two? 
information. Educational. Education, yeah. So yeah. if we can teach somebody something today, it doesn't need to be funny, you know? It doesn't need to be funny. Yeah. Uh, as long as they're looking for... I don't know. I mean, most of what I learn is from YouTube as well. Uh, so I'm trying... <laughs> while I've been away, I've been trying to rewrite some of my tour. Um, and a lot of people ask me about what... A lot of people ask me questions I just straight up don't know the answer to. Um... Like, so a lot of people want to know about Gaelic and do people speak Gaelic in Scotland. Okay. And, uh, Is that the same thing that we call Gaelic? Right, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's, Gaelic is Irish, Gaelic is Scottish. I'm probably going to fuck this up. No, that's and great. And a proper Gaelic speaker is going to be like, nah, 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 nah. Um, so basically people get, people wonder about, uh, the languages that you speak in Scotland. So what I learned about Gaelic is that it's kind of, uh, it's related to Irish Gaelic, uh, but if you actually look at the words, they are quite different. Uh, it's also got mixes of Welsh in there, uh, and also Norse, and today it's mostly spoken in the islands, in places like Shetland and Orkney, but also you do get schools which teach exclusively in it, and, um, you can choose to learn it at college or at university. But one thing I also learned was in 1872, I think, they introduced a, an, an act uh, where all school teaching had to be in English. That was the, the official okay. language. Yeah, so if you were a kid that only spoke Gaelic, you had to learn English or else you didn't get an education. How did the um, Gaelic community strike back? Uh, they didn't. They just um, took it. They're just I, like, you know what, you're right. I think they didn't have because... This um, language is... Oh. Or they probably didn't understand what they were signing off on, did they? When... This isn't English. I don't know what this means. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, fine. I don't know. Let me out of here. It's sort of, it's sort of complicated, because uh, history is. Um, because, oh man, I don't know how interesting this really is. Um, oh, we, we don't have to get... If you want to, we can't. I'm listening. That's, I don't mind. Um, yeah. So basically... In the 1700s, um, whoa, we're way back now. Whoa, there was well, actually, in the late 1600s, oh, there goodness. was a whole <laughs> there was a whole issue, right, where you had King Charles II, okay, okay, and Charles II was a Protestant, yeah, and uh, there was a whole rule that you could only have a Protestant on the throne, you couldn't have a Catholic, and uh, Charles II, devout religious man that he was, was shagging all over the place, right? Okay, yeah. Fucking everyone. Just yeah, doing all sorts of stuff. busting all over yeah, the place. Yeah, all over the place, right? Yeah. Had a lot of illegitimate heirs to the throne. Lots okay. of them. Zero legitimate heirs. Like, zero kids who could take the throne after he died. Shit. So when he died, the throne went to his brother. Right. James Seventh. James Seventh was a Catholic. Oh! Yeah, yeah. So, um, Parliament are like, it's okay because James has a daughter called Mary. She's a Protestant. When he dies, it'll go to her. It's fine. But then right. James has a son, also called James. Yeah. She's great. Uh, and he baptizes him a Catholic. And obviously now he's next in line to the throne. So, Parliament are like, oh, shit. Uh, so, what they do is they get a man named William... William of Orange to come over from the Netherlands, marry Mary, and basically kick James off the throne, and now there's a nice Protestant king. Uh, but a lot of people in Britain were like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, what now? Yeah. yeah, like a lot of Catholics in Britain, a lot of people in the Highlands, a lot of people in Ireland. So uh, Charles starts going about raising up armies of people who are going to be close to, uh, yeah, faithful to him, essentially, people who support his right to remain on the throne. Yep. Um, and a lot of those people were in Ireland and in Scotland, especially in the Highlands of Scotland. A lot of those people were Gaelic speaking. Uh, a lot of them, like I say, were Catholic. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, 
maybe don't fact check me shut the fuck up <laughs> uh, we got that on that um and yeah basically they got uh all the armies together they marched on london and they were they were crushed like they were right, crushed right. Uh, so he had to go away to france uh, a few decades later his son also james tried again tries to like get everyone together this is called the jacobite uprisings this is what outlander is about if anyone watches outlander okay um and they march in london and again they're crushed and then his son, about 20 <laughs> years later, uh, Charles Edward Stuart, also known as Bonnie Prince Charlie, he comes back, he raises his armies from Ireland and Scotland, they march on London, and they're crushed. And at this point, Parliament is a bit like, for fuck's sake. Um, so yeah. what they do is they introduce laws to basically uh, prevent people from basically like kind of crush uh, Highland culture. So things like Gaelic... Uh, drinking whiskey, wearing tartan, touching the sheep, like all the things that they like right, to do up there. Right. Like, the sheep toucher, that's, yeah. that's an Angus Coots joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 100% stole that from Angus. Um, is that actually one of his jokes? Yeah, it's... But not from, from a tour, though. Not from... Uh, not from, from a bit. Okay, yeah, not okay. from stand-up. Yeah, you can steal tour guide jokes. That's you can't wrong. steal stand-up jokes. Okay. I noticed yeah. that with, um, like, magicians and mm, any yeah. of the, all the street performers every one of them same same yeah, like things coming out of their mouth right but there's only yeah. so many things you can pull out of a hat what? well that's the thing you know, yeah. just at some point you just gotta you gotta you just gotta keep pulling stuff out of a hat all right right no but i didn't even mean for the jokes but yeah that makes point good point good point <laughs> that makes point, that makes, point. A, that makes a point i would like everyone to know matt watson has been awarded one point <laughs> So, no, when they do their thing where they're like, you know, like 20, they're like, oh yeah, like, uh, you, you, you can give me $20 and that would make me really happy. I mean, uh, someone once gave me $50 and if I get $50, I go home today extremely happy. If you give me $100, I will go home with you and make you extremely <laughs> happy. And I've heard that like five different yeah. times, like, and I'm like, they're all different, but they're like all saying the same thing. Do you think that's like is that I think it's is that of, contractually like binding? Like well, if you actually hand him a hundred bucks, is he going home with you? Oh, you mad? I don't know. Dude. I, I kind of want to call his bluff. Yeah, dude, just do it. Eh? Just come here and you know what makes Bring me him happy. Bring back to my outhouse. Be like, look, I'm still not happy, dude. But yeah, you, you're not doing your part. But the guy had so many good misdirects too. He's like, I'll make you really happy. And he's like, aha, that's just a joke. I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> and he, he, dude, it's good. It's a well written routine yeah. this guy's got, and he's doing it all this on a unicycle. <laughs> I'm like, ah, fuck. Like, I don't know how anyone watches stand-up comedy here. I'm like, how is anyone coming? Like, I just watched a guy light sticks on fire on a unicycle and juggle them for free on the street. And or you can pay money and you can come listen to me talk. And I'm probably not gonna say anything like that crazy. Like you're gonna you're gonna leave yeah. the show like oh, I, I think I've heard most of that before. Or, yeah, I've thought about that kind of like that before. Or, you know, meh. meh. It's where you're like you like you see that guy. You're like I can't do that. Mm. I can't do it. what I'm doing. You're like hey. that's the thing I thought about comedy. Real quick, mm -hmm. little intermission on the on the thing. Do you remember the spot where you left off? You got a bookmark. Yeah, I mean we don't need to make this a history lesson either, especially because I'm pretty sure you asked me what Glasgow is like. <laughs> <laughs> like I was thinking that I was like I should have just answered the question. No, no, like, it, no, it snowballed. I really like that. Mm. I uh, I really think that that's good stuff. I know you really focus on walking tours, but I just listened to what you were talking about sitting down. You should yeah. think about that as well. Yeah, sitting tours. Yeah, sitting tours. Yeah, sitting tours. Yeah, yeah. How do you remember all that stuff? Uh, practice mostly. Like, you just... were you interested in history as a child? I think I have a general interest in it. 
um, like just generally, yeah, just in terms of culture. Because what I think is good with history is like you learn it. And then you look around at the place where you live, you're like, oh, fuck, that's why it's like this. Right. Like, that's, oh, okay, right. right. Like, a lot of things, especially the big thing for me with my job was uh, learning more about religious history in right. Scotland and in Britain, um, because my parents were very non-religious. And when I was a kid, I was basically discouraged from learning anything about religion whatsoever. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. my parents were just like, RE shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be, what's the word? compulsory yeah religious education because we we had like one class of it a week and my parents were like that's too much um and so yeah suddenly i i knew that i knew that catholics and protestants were a thing and i knew that they didn't like each other but apart from that i didn't know anything like i didn't know what the history was i didn't know what the problem that they had and then finding out that in scotland we had a completely different kind of protestantism to what they had in england and other parts of europe yeah and like people were having fights over that right. and it's like man like how many different kinds of protestantism can you make up um, that was one of the funniest jokes in the movie the other guys have you seen the other guys have you no, seen I haven't. It's Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, and they're cops. But Will Ferrell's married to just this stupid hot wife. Who's his wife? Uh, I don't know the actress's name. I'm so bad at this. I don't know. I'm not going to. It's not going to excite me. Go ahead, fact check. I'll fact check. Yeah, if you, you check keep, that. You keep okay. talking. Okay, She's like super, super hot. So the whole movie is like just a joke where like he doesn't realize. He talks to his wife like she's like a, you know, like a three out of ten. And he's just like treats her like dirt. Mm. And then Mark Wahlberg the whole time is like, how are you with him the whole time? Yeah. And one of the funniest jokes is that, like, she he comes up and she's like, what's it, who is it? Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. There you go. Anyway, like, Mark Wahlberg, like, corners Eva Mendes. is like, why are you with Alan? <laughs> and then she's like, I know, so many people don't think it would work because he's Catholic and I'm Protestant. But <laughs> we make it work. <laughs> and you're like, what? Oh, man. So good. What's cool about history, though, is like you only need to learn it once. Like it's not changing. Or it oh be. yeah, that's a good move. You know, you know how like I you're guess. like my you need to change my password constantly for like my my, my, my own that's Gmail. True. That's that true. nobody's trying to get in but me. Um, or like any like any new tech that's always changing. Honestly. But history, like once you got it, they're not you're not gonna get a memo that says hey by the way. So, I mean you'd be surprised. Matt just kind of <laughs> wants to he just wants to downplay let you know it's harder to maintain your Gmail password <laughs> than, yeah, what, yeah. than what you, you know, just said. Just for. just saying. Just I mean saying. that's fair enough. Fair enough. Like that is good though. That's what I found about like when I used to so I used to four by four a lot. Like I drive my truck in the bush and go drive through mud holes and stuff. And I remember, like, my dream was to have, like, a super fancy 4x4. But I remember I'd look at guys who were, like, putting fancy parts in their cars. Mm. And I was like, oh, look at these losers over here. I'm like, they only got to buy a part once. That'd be so easy. You buy the part, you put it in, you go. I'm like, I've bought, like, five axles in the last two months. Because, like, you just go, you're just breaking the same part every time. So every time I'm buying a part, it's just to fix the part that I broke 4x4. Is where, like, you're never, like, making it better, you know? Yeah. You're just trying to fucking keep it running so you're never like completely fixing from so. yeah well the thing is you just you buy a part but then that part breaks very temporary you're, you're doing it it's where like on a car it's like you know like put like you know new fuel injection system in and you're like aha that's done don't do that again it's where like 4x4 four four, you're like alright we're gonna do this and you're like I'm gonna snap this I'm gonna break this shock off I'm gonna rip this in half bend the frame well, I don't know anyway gotta do things some things you gotta do once some you gotta do twice you know just saying <laughs> no. Like like wiping, like wiping. Sometimes you're good with one. Sometimes you got any more. 
You're never good with ones. Let's be honest. Dude, I can do ones. I've done no, no you can't. Oh, I can do no wipers. Lots of. Are you? How big's your toilet paper? You gotta use some sort of <laughs> some <laughs> sort of bed sheet. I never know. That's what I never know. If it's a king size duvet, when sure. is I your could do one too. When's your shit healthy? <laughs> yeah, is like, it when it's soft or not cause so I have two types of shit like sometimes it comes out like deer pellets and it's like completely dry and I'm like oh that must be cause I'm eating so healthy everything's just there and then it's, we were like dude if it's like that like that means you're malnourished like you're not and yeah. then like cause I heard like my grandma told me when, you, when you've had enough vitamin C is when, you're, when your stool is soft what was your grandma telling you that <laughs> she, she loved her vitamins like <laughs> grandma you can sell vitamins and that was her whole thing vitamins and if you have enough vitamin have, C you'll have soft stool I have never the, the told pharmacy cabinet yes they have over there. Yeah. I mean I had two parents and four grandparents not to brag and um yeah what the hell they, that was about? actually I didn't I um, didn't either I never had grandpas Never had grandpas. That's fair. Yeah, but um, they—I've never spoken to them about my stools. <laughs> ever. Really? Ever. Really. No. That's never. Weird. Came that's up. usually the first thing I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you did. take a chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, you Not, said that you have two. Sorry, okay. you had said that you have two canes. What was? Two what? Two canes. Yeah, the deer pellets and. Oh, the other one's a soft one. Well, it's like soft and runny. Right? Yeah, you have IBS. Yeah, do I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> So I'm wondering if there's something wrong there. That was a real big major thing in me quitting chewing tobacco was I was getting really bad heartburn mm. from chew all the time. And I'm like, this isn't good, man. Like heartburn. I love heartburn commercials, by the way. Those are my favorite because there's just some moron on there and he's just ruining his life. He's like feet up. He's got the bib on watching football, American football. And he's American fat. And he's got the napkin on just... Hot wings over here, plate of nachos, salsa, and he's just this, salsa, beer, chips, salsa, beer. And then all of a sudden they do that, like, zoom, and he's like, oh! And they show his inside, and it's like, oh! And that acid <laughs> reflex going. And then he's just like, oh! He's like, has this ever happened to you? And then he reaches for Gaviscon, and he's like, glug, 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 gets it in, it's like, it's like, all right! Yeah. And then he's back to it, and you're like, maybe... Maybe the heartburn's there for a reason, man. Mm. Like that's, maybe. that's like you fixing a part on your four by four. Yeah, you got it. You <laughs> take oh, that's, it up. that's that's not gonna. That's temporary. That's yeah. Break again. <laughs> but they're just like promoting unhealthy living. Like I feel like that's all heartburn right. medication is. is Don't like, change any of that. Yeah. Just take this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that was a thing. I don't know. <laughs> where do we leave off? What do you know? I don't know. This is just where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Was there like stuff that you? Glasgow's cool. <laughs> okay, here's this. So my name, my real name's William. Okay. And I'm an Alex. William McKenzie. Wait, you're, is this real? This is real, 100% real. Why did you change your name to Alex? Well, it just sounds better on stage, doesn't it? But you keep, you keep dating girls who have <laughs> the same name as you. And you could, I was thinking earlier, man, it's unfortunate that you have a name which is also a girl's name. Right. Like, right. So you... Okay, okay. Okay, so my my name is actually William Alexander Frank McKenzie. Okay. So my parents decided so I'm like a like a seventh generation William. I see why you wouldn't want to be Frank McKenzie. Yeah, right? Weird. Mm. So I never changed my name actually. I was There's a, a guy listening called Frank McKenzie, just like, hey <laughs> what the hell is this about? We just lost we just lost Frank. <laughs> Frank, buddy, I'm sorry. Thanks for being a valued listener here on ECL. We're going to step away for a thing from our sponsors. Frank's Red Hot Sauce. No. Anyway. So, 
Seventh generation William. Yeah, so I'm supposed to have a kid, name him William. But I think I think what happened is my dad's like, look, we're not breaking the streak. My grandpa was William, grandpa, was, they're all Williams. And like, we're not breaking the streak. And my mom's like, we're not fucking calling him William. Then they're like, well, we have to call him William. And then it was like, okay, but he's not going by William. We'll call him Alex. Then like, okay, it's William Alexander. And then somebody stepped in and said, well, he's got to be named. I think my, this is how much I know about my grandpa's. Frank was on my mother's side. Please, for fuck's sakes, be true. Now, Frank <laughs> is my grandpa on my mom's side. And then they're like, well, we need my, my dad's name in there. So we got to put Frank in there. So I just have four names. Mm. A lot of names. I sort of had this with my ex-boyfriend. Um, who's All called... first names, too. Yeah. Right. No, no, you're good. Lots yeah. of first names. Yeah. Name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, his name's, his name's Chris. Hey. Um, and he... <laughs> yeah, his name's Chris. And, you know, we dated. We dated for a few weeks, you know, and did all, did all the stuff that you do with someone that you're dating as an adult. You know, yeah. did all that stuff, and you know, then we didn't really see each other for a few years because I moved away, and then we actually lived together just as flatmates, right. uh, which was fine and normal. And they have a friend show. Um, yeah, it was yeah, uh, and then like well, in, I don't know, maybe a month into us living together, he just casually mentions, "Oh yeah, my name's actually Peter." And I was like, fucking what? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, there's a whole thing in my family where the firstborn son is always called Peter, but then has a middle name, and they don't go by their name Peter, they go by their middle name instead, and it's, like, a long-standing tradition. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think he couldn't understand, like, how my brain is, like, you've been, you know, in me. Yeah. And we have, I didn't know your name. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I do. I get mad if someone's in my house and I don't know their name. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. alone inside of my body. Yeah. 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 Like, ah, oh, man, it, it was a real, it was a mind fuck. Like, yeah. you were even shouting the wrong name. I was, yeah, I was shouting names. <laughs> name shouting. <laughs> ru- ruined the, the illusion that we were creating. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was great, I thought it was great. Good point. That's Second too- point to Matt Watson. How do we earn points? <laughs> He's got two points. I'm not sure how this podcast works. I'm pretty sure Alex just has people on to keep him on track of what he wants to talk about. Mm. Yeah, what do you guys want to talk about? (laughs) I'm still bleeding a little bit. Yeah, that's a good little nick. Do you want me to get you some? Oh, if you have a plaster, that'd be lovely. Well, he's probably... What's a plaster? Band-aid? A a, a band-aid, yeah. Band-aid, I have a band-aid. Band-aid. I have a band-aid because my mother, Coral McKenzie, really cares about me, and she sent me overseas with a survival kit. My mom doesn't give a shit about me. My mom's really nice. She'll my, probably, my, my she'll mom doesn't care about you either. She'll definitely listen to this. I'm surprised oh, that Band-Aid doesn't have uh, ECL on it. Yeah, I know. With all the, the I, That surprised me. I, I was yeah. like, if you pulled that out, I was like, this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everything. Brandy. Brandy. Brandy is unreal. By the way, thanks for coming. Here's your ECL t-shirt. <laughs> Get on out of here, you little rascals. Don't forget to spread the brand. Here's a sticker for your forehead. ECL, everything. You should get uh, fake tattoos. Yeah. I love those. That would be good, right? Lando Global, we're in everything. You know the jingle? No. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were talking about your name. I thought you would know the jingle. I didn't know the jingle. That's... I mean, it's one of those, like, uh, you know... Like, um, it's one of those weird differences that you always get between, like, you know, America, Australia, and Britain. Like, there's, the big one is candy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, types of candy? Yeah. Like, like you don't, like, you don't know the jingle that I said, though. 
Okay, what's what is it? You seem really <laughs> upset. Like you seem really. I don't know the jingle. No. The, what was the, the jingle? That's fine. No, that's fine. What was uh, the jingle? Sing it again. I don't. So the lollies you're saying are different here. Uh, and the lollies, I guess. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. And the is chocolate that, as well. Call, the, yeah, well, the chalky is what they call it. Okay. Uh, I have a note for you if you're wondering. The best chocolate in. Uh, Australia. Yep. The other day. What I, do you call the best chocolate? What do I think is the best yep. chocolate? Yep. Uh, I don't know. It's Hades. It's Hades. Hades. Okay. Hades. Hades. Okay. Hades Chalky. It's made here in Adelaide. Uh, it's very popular. I'll have to try that. Cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Jesus, way to fucking. You, you don't want the show build any momentum. Because then, when you get momentum, it's just too easy. Now you're just. Are we still recording? <laughs> is this on? Is this on right now? Oh my god, I heard that Adelaide's known for their local wine. I, I feel like I, I could, feel like if you told me that it wasn't recording, I'd be like, oh, thank god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's a relief. Woo, this lady is a killer. <laughs> that's four points, I think, for... Roshin, Roshin is up on Matt Watson right now. Alex McKenzie is at a negative three. <laughs> His jingle didn't land. Nothing's working. But I don't even think I know the jingle. No, it's, it's really stupid. No, where you're from? It, I, but no, it's again. I'm just taking a quote out of the other guys. That's why it's because it's the other guys he does a stupid thing where he talks about. Because you were talking about. <laughs> ECL branding everything. Right. Yep. Okay. So then, uh, then it made me think that oh, I should have it on everything. But right. then my brain went in the other guys. There's a point where they're investigating a giant company who's in everything, and then their jingles like they're like Lando Global, we're in everything. Hey, why, and then he turns and he goes, that? you know the jingle. He's probably heard it. And then he like he hasn't heard it. And then, oh. and then I just really drew that out. Just I was just something to do, you know. Yeah, I'm really glad we revisited. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Like, if it didn't make the show better, then I don't really know what to tell you. Remember this bit that didn't work before? I'm going to explain in detail. Well, that's a finished bit. That's not, I'm not working on it. It's finished. You don't like it. I don't know. If you want to see that joke live, go to the Griffins Hotel for a Canadian comedy dream. Uh, full of my nightmares. Uh, when it says a Canadian comedy, that's the other thing, because people think you're saying a Canadian comedy dream. Yeah. So they'll look for ah. I it's know. Like e, e. Could I make it any worse, right? <laughs> Could I have had my marketing any... Because oh, I put a, like I thought it'd be funny, yeah. right? Like really playing on the Canadian. E-H. A. Okay. And it... They're going to think it's A, like a A, which is what I was going for, but I thought it would be clever. Like, I'm assuming that that's ah in Canadian... But I was just like, That's eh, it. Canadian comedy <laughs> dream. Eh, <laughs> You know what, scrap it. Scrap the whole thing. Let's burn it down. I will cancel the show. You got, you got a few hundred more to rip up there. <laughs> Why did I order a thousand of these? Jesus Christ. Are Don't you do, living in a van now? Ah, uh, yes. Because you can burn them to keep you warm. <laughs> oh, good one. I'm going to write that down, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
Burn your hopes and dreams. Everybody, everybody that has a, a bad poster, like in Edinburgh, like if they like realize their show title is just no good, yeah. for sure that's a new five like in their show. So you should have that on stage and just say everything that's wrong with it. At least you're getting that out of it. Right, and hold it up yeah. and be like, let's go yeah, You got this. big ones? Oh, buddy, I've hold got on to a fucking... Big one, bring it with it, bring it with you on stage, and just tear it apart. Why, why is it so... <laughs> We've got product, people. We've got bricks of these things to move. I want to put them in a plane, I want to wrap them, I want to drive them over the ocean, throw them in. And we've got blue tack. Does that come with? The blue tack? Yeah. No, they don't. Okay. Nice, lovely lady at the hotel gave me it. That's nice. I was like, hey, where can I go to buy blue tack? She's like, oh, I'll be right back. And then she gave it to me. Sweetheart. So what do you guys want to talk about now? <laughs> so, uh, so I feel we've learned quite a bit about Glasgow. <laughs> Let's move on to Matt. Give him a chance to fucking do some heavy lifting <laughs> around here. Um, well, so Matt, Glasgow is... No! <laughs> <laughs> Matt also can't say Glasgow. I can. Either. I know, I say it wrong Gl- and Glasgow. they get so upset. Glasgow. Glas- Gla- it's Glas. Glasgow. 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 You're doing it. Oh I, I, get, I get it right sometimes. I like to mess it up on purpose when I'm there because they don't, they don't take very kindly to that. What's cool about, because Edinburgh is like a very multicultural city, okay. so it's very Scotland, oh, yeah, there's people from all over the world there. <laughs> you, you really? In terms of, checking? so well, yeah, in terms of uh, actual people living, oh, it's, kind of, it's sort of an interesting point, actually, because people in the city centre, definitely, a lot of people move to Edinburgh, Yeah. Uh, but I think Glasgow um, traditionally has been the place where, when there's been a lot of immigration, um, particularly in the south side, so places like Govan Hill and Pollock Shields, that's kind of uh, first where the Irish moved to, and then it was where, this is a big part of Glasgow's identity, um, and then like in the 70s, like a lot of Indian and Pakistani immigration was there, and now there's a lot of Roma immigration there. Whereas I feel like Edinburgh, I, I sort of see what you mean, but I think it's in a different way. I just, when I go to Glasgow, I feel like I'm surrounded by a lot of Scots. And it's like way more, it's way more, it's well, I found it way more aggressive. I think it's because Glasgow's a bit more laid out. So in Edinburgh, uh, if you're going to go hang out somewhere, generally like you kind of go in the city centre and there's maybe a couple of places like outside, like maybe around the meadows or whatever, maybe a bit down in Leaf. Um, whereas Glasgow, it's like you got the city centre, you got the south side, you got Govan Hill and you got like the west end and all of these are quite different and a bit to the east end now as well. And all these places are quite distinctive areas with like kind of their own shit going on. Um, and it is like quite hard to get like, for example, if you live in the West End and there's a thing happening in the South Side, you're like, ah, that's like a long way away. Whereas in Edinburgh, I think things are a lot more, especially in terms of events and things which are happening, things are a lot more centralized, I think. Um, yeah. Now, is this in your opinion? Yeah. Okay. Don't, yeah, like, I, I'm very aware. I don't want anyone, like, any Glaswegians being like, oh, okay, like, I just wanted to say in your opinion, because you said, I think, like, four times. I think. <laughs> like, I, I think. I think, I'm just clarifying, think. right? I'm just, not saying that this is a definite thing. I'm going to put a mark um, right there so people can find what Roisin thinks. <laughs> right there. We marked it. Okay, good, good. Good. <laughs> how, good. How does that work? Do you just have like a thing that like? Oh yeah, that places a mark. 
So what? Then like you have like a like a tab at the bottom that says if you want to jump. To yeah. It. Do you want to mark? Okay. Matt Watson, <laughs> mark number two. But what Edinburgh does have is a lot more tourism, a lot more visitors. Yes. Mark so if you're performing to a crowd, like yeah, chances are a lot of them will be from all over the world and all over Europe because a lot yeah. of them are people who are coming to visit and then looking for something to do of an evening. Whereas if you're performing at the Rotunda or the Stand there, yes. or Yes but it used to be there, you're performing for people who live in Glasgow, Glaswegians, yeah. which is all I was trying to say. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're allowed to say that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, you. Uh, there was no problem. You, you, you know a lot of uh, of your history of these places more than I know. So. Uh, I feel like Europeans just know history better than us. Or it could just be that I'm absolutely awful at it, and I'm like a super uncultured North American there. Well, you're, you're moving around. I didn't. I wouldn't have known any any of this stuff until I moved. Right. Like I feel like as I travel, like I actually like. Even like geography-wise, like I unlock like pieces of the map where I can like I can actually right. like, visualize where they are. But Australia, like they all seem to know all of these jokes. Like even like the, the, the I mean that Glasgow thing. Like I've heard so many people make fun mm. of Glasgow. And if you came to Canada and would have said I Glasgow, do. I'd be like, I don't know any of it. Like what are you? Why are you making fun of Glasgow? Like that doesn't. In and fairness, like, and they're, they're using a reference that's mm. not even in their country. Yeah. Like that, that's in. Well, it could be, I don't know, I mean, this is just a guess. It could be because a lot of people from Britain come to Australia, yeah. for example. So Do they be... not come, like, like, that's the thing. That's what I have noticed at all the fringes, was, like, there's a lot of Europeans here. Well, like, there's a big thing. The comics, like, well, there's a lot of European comics. Here. There's a big thing of getting, like, your uh, your long visa, for example, your working visa, which you do, you know, you can only get it up until the age of, like, 35 or something. So right. I think it's very popular for young people to come to New Zealand or Australia um, and come and do, do their woofing. I don't know, but I know that they definitely push it a lot more for Australia. <laughs> like, they just do. I know a lot <laughs> no, more no, people. I'm laughing because I love I don't know. I don't know, but like... <laughs> just, but the way that I you just... say that is right out of, um, what is it, How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> have you seen How to Train Your Dragon? I have. The yeah. dad. I don't know. Where, where, yeah, where they're like... He's like, uh, my, my kid's going to die out there. He's like, you don't know that. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, you do. No, you don't. <laughs> Matt, you live in a van, and you're from Canada. <laughs> Let's tell me about how you got to where you are, because I have told my story, like, probably four times on here. Right. But you are also, Matt is basically doing me. And this is, in his own words, in a, a shittier version. <laughs> so don't, I'm not getting on my high horse, but Matt also quit his job. Uh, Matt never yeah, had my, a job. Okay. <laughs> this my was, job wasn't as, uh, I, I wasn't, get, I wasn't I, getting I, Yeah, no, you don't need figures. to say about that. Yeah, don't worry about that part. You quit your job. I, I quit whatever job I had. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I've quit your job multiple times while right. chasing this, uh, so this you're, comedy thing. Of mine. But you're doing comedy, you're doing, you also do a vlog. I do a vlog. Um, I've been doing it for a couple years now. Um, yeah. It is, you can find that at Matt Watson Comedy on YouTube. Marked. Thank you. Appreciate it. Look forward to a crossover episode where uh, Alex and I just, uh, I think we're just going to hug for the whole episode. Yeah. Most it's going to be beautiful. For the fans. For the fans. Yeah, with our lips, it. right? You mm. what they, you know what Lip hugging? <laughs> Lip hugging is where you rub your lips all over the other person's body. I've What's the thing called where we fuck each other's legs that the Romans used to do? Like you just like rub against it, like yeah, hum like yeah. humping? Yeah, like yeah, like a dog? Like, like no, like you bend like one guy bends his leg and the other guy fucks it with his dick. I think that's a uh, pup play. It's a what? Puppy play. Puppy play, okay. Yeah. 
That was the thing that uh, I learned that at Ableton. I made that up. That was, that was, was not like, true. You like, that that was a balls joke. of fire hydrant. So, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you need a, a scalpel, a rib separator, and those funny heart paddle things that George Clooney uses to do a puppy play. That's from baseball. I got that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got it. There we go. I guess if I'm on a podcast, I shouldn't be tapping on the table like this. Right? <laughs> How's that sound? Are you guys enjoying that one or what? Um, okay, this is, keeps coming off the rails. So I'm trying to... Tell me a Matt story out here. Uh, Matt Watson lived in a van, Canadian. Doing uh, a vlog. I, uh, so what? what yeah. How do you how do you get into this? What made you wanna wanna do this? Uh, what the comedy thing or the van thing? The, the whole I guess the whole thing. So obviously comedy started first. And uh, same comedy like started mine. first. I just kind of realized that it's the the most efficient way to do it. Right. Um. Not all clubs put you up. Right. When you're traveling around, so I figured if I just... And I, I, I love driving, uh, right. and driving our country has always been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So I figured that... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to protect my eyes from the sun. No, oh, well, because you're, you're staring at a star. Uh, that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are wondering what just happened, Roisin pulled out a massive pair of sunglasses, or as they call them over here, sunnies, and put them on her eyeballs. That's what that mark was for. <laughs> so you can hear her putting the sunglasses on. <laughs> Anytime you want. <laughs> you go right to that mark. You jump right I didn't. I didn't expect it to cause an issue, but... <laughs> it's very distracting, turns out. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. This is how this goes. Like that's why you know what my favorite thing about a podcast is? Is you're just talking about shit. Mm. Like that's all you're doing. So you just get to talk, and no one cares, and I don't really care <laughs> what anyone cares about. And it's like this is where I want to get to on stage. This is my dream. Is if I can get to this point on stage, socks off, feet <laughs> <laughs> up, sitting here going, "What do you guys want to talk about?" And then just shooting the shit because I think this is like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I never worry. I mean, they, they're they not even hostage. This is free, so I don't know what you're fucking expecting. <laughs> like, what are you going to get? Plus, you can press stop anytime. Just get out of here if you don't want to listen to it. I have another question for you. Yep. I love how dedicated... This is the level that I need to know. So people always ask me, Alex, how willing are you to, like, how much are you willing to give up for this dream of yours? Because, like, I lived a pretty cushy life, and that was the thing. Like, once I got, like... I mean, I started my job at 19... I was making, like, my first year, I think I made $85,000 as a 19-year-old. And then just, yeah, and just went up from there. Um, And then people are like, well, like, you know, you get accustomed to this life. Like, you you sleep in a good bed. You sleep in all these things. How much are you willing to give up to make this dream come true? And then there's, like, one guy, like, one of the guys at the mill. He was, like, kind of like a mentor to me, Malcolm McCall. I'll be a little shout-out there. He's like a hippie spiritual guy, and he really helped me a lot. He gave me some good books. Like, he gave me Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Have you ever read that? Great book. I will tell you about it in a minute. But he did a bunch of that and asked me, like, hey, well, how much are you willing to change what you eat? Are you willing to, you know, what if you're going to have to have some sleepless nights? Are you not going to have somewhere to stay? All this type of stuff. And, Matt, I think you embody what it takes because those jeans. (laughs) They've been sewn up quite a few times. The crotch Um, is literally sewn Back together <laughs> in those jeans. Oh, man. Wow. I could have okay. delivered that so much better. I could have said, Matt, I think it's in your jeans. <laughs> Fucking why, right? That would be so well, I feel like if you get comfortable, that's where you risk 
becoming very stale at uh, whatever it is you're doing. The fact that I push my, it, it's being uncomfortable is uncomfortable. Right. Uh, but you, I put myself in those situations on purpose. Right. Um, to force creativity, to have like new things coming in. Yeah. Um, so then hopefully I've got new things coming out and it's not everyone's so afraid of being like a little bit uncomfortable right everybody needs like all their little their little their little creature uh, not habits their little they, comforts they, comforts thank you very much <laughs> good alliteration that, that's yeah yeah um but you don't really you don't even need so like you don't even need all that shit to get yeah. by um yeah, yeah. and if and, and yes at first it's, it was quite a big jump but then living uh, a minimalist lifestyle you just that becomes your normal right um, and like don't get me wrong I still treat myself in fact you bought me a lovely meal the other night what? guaranteed I enjoyed that meal the most out of the three of us yeah. <laughs> because I ate like like half a fucking chicken from Kohl's the day prior just without any sauce just like ate it yeah like 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 a homeless person on the side of the street and yeah I'm good I'm actually still thinking about that meal right because of just you... just relativity wise like yeah I just enjoyed it that much more well, you do you do start to notice those things like already I notice now being here like I'm going I'm going to the grocery store and like I'm eating today for lunch I have celery and hummus right and you're like before when I had a <laughs> good job like I would just be like like I walked past so many restaurants on my way here mm. but before I was like oh man I'm gonna make another two thousand dollars this next fucking paycheck like I'll I'll spend fifty dollars every day on lunch I don't mm. give a shit, you know? Right. As we're now, like, exactly. Like, that meal we went and had the other day, those are becoming fewer and more far between. And then you do, though, you value it more, right? Yeah. Because then when you have it, you're like, oh, this is nice. But, yeah. I think I think it goes great for your character, too. Like, even what you just said there, like, maybe you don't know where you're staying that night. Right. Like, don't get me wrong, maybe there's a little bit of risk involved. Maybe we're, we are lucky that we're both, both male. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, like... That builds character, man. Yeah, the fact yeah. that you need to maybe scramble around and find out where you're gonna be right. staying that night. That's and, and that makes and that those make the best stories anyway. Right. Mm. You know, I don't want to hear about the time right. that the like it is. It is cool, like your where your job before and like all like all the, the riches that you oh. had. But yeah, no. When you ever hear of a right. successful artist, you want to hear about the shit they went through to get there. Oh yeah, dude. It always is, man. Well, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like Simon King has that bit where he's like, good-looking people never have good stars. He's like, their stories always end the same way. And then everything went my way again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that's pretty crazy, though. Like, cause I, someone, I think, told me your name when I was in Canada. It might have even been, like, do you know, like, Jane Stanton? I don't know if you know, she's a West Coaster, but somebody brought up your name to me. I've been out West, like, four or five times. I'd never been out there before I started doing comedy. Right. Um, comedy brought me out there as comedy has brought me everywhere else well that's the thing that's that like I one did. of the coolest things like I'm here because of comedy yeah and then when you start doing that you're like dude it's pretty that's great it's pretty sweet people work like the job they don't like to save to go on a holiday in a place that yeah. we get to do what we love and just be there doing yeah yeah man and it uh, well that's the one thing that I always say like the one moment that really hit me that was really cool is all my friends like were playing that dumb game you know where it's like oh if I won the lottery I would do and they do that Mm. And I never thought of it until that we did it. Yeah, and I was like, I would be doing exactly what I'm doing now. Mm. Like I wouldn't, I would do it on a bigger scale. Like, you know, if I was a multimillionaire, I'd like, I'd be pumping a lot of money into my productions. I'd be like trying to fill up giant theaters and shit and doing like way more promotional, like get myself like a big, 
the sweet tour bus, right? Instead of like my RV, which is still my RV is pretty fucking sweet. Tour bus would be awesome. But like a big tour bus and all that shit. I'd be doing, but the thing is the money can't, the money's like, money's not going to give me what I'm searching for now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like what I'm trying to get through comedy and it's like a, it's like a adventure within yourself and into like, yeah. I think it's kind of, I mean the money thing, it's sort of dependent on what they've generally found is uh, sorry, working out how to how to phrase what I'm saying. It's like the eighty thousand mark, is what you think? Yeah, 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 basically, like, cause if I know if I won the lottery, I'd be like, cool, I'm gonna pay off all my debts, yeah, um, and probably like pay off some of my friends' debts and make sure that you know certain people in my life never need to worry about medical bills ever. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. obviously in Britain for now, uh, that's less of a worry because right. we have the NHS and stuff. Um, yeah. But you know, guns, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. you know, just like, so, so that, that's sort of why. But yeah, it's a thing of like, um, there is, so like, money doesn't exactly buy happiness. It helps get rid of stress if you're, for example, poor and you're having to worry about those things, right. and obviously, like, means that you then, if you're not needing to worry so much about rent, then you have the opportunity to do other stuff, for example, with comedy or whatever. Right. But yeah, there is a mark where it doesn't necessarily add to your happiness whatsoever, right. uh, was all I was thinking. Yeah, no, um, that, that I totally agree with that. Like, I think it's like just that Maslow's hierarchy of needs thing, right? Mm. Like, the bottom is, like, food, water, shelter, basic yeah. physiology. So once you have that taken care of and you're like, okay... And that's basically what I did with the RV. And it's like you said, the most feasible way to do this is like, I can't have bills, basically cut down all my bills. So then like the first thing came out, I was like, well, how are you going to shower every day? And that's where the gym membership came mm. in. Cause I do have a shower on board. It's fine. I can shower. I can get about three showers out of my water tank before I have to you change know, in it. In a pinch you can use it. So I use it. Yeah. yeah. And I still, I use it quite a bit still. Like if I, you know, that side don't mind having Is it fully filter. inside or do you have like a curtain it's fully that goes inside. right outside? Cool. It, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. No, it's like, it's a, dude, I got, my story is such a hippy dippy story of like the universe coming together to get me all my stuff. Mm. Like it is the wildest thing. Um, everything like that RV, I should not, I it, way too out of my price range. Like so much more money than I had to spend on an RV. And then that RV showed up in my hometown in the repo lot, right when I was looking to buy one. So someone didn't pay their bills on this new RV and it got repossessed and it ended up in the, and someone at the mill just came up and he was like, hey man, those are these you've been looking at. That's so great. There's one right down there. I don't know. You should go take a look at it. And I went and I was like, holy fuck. Like they bought it for like, so the couple bought it for, uh, it was a $90,000. Okay. Um, my budget was 30. Right. And I looked at these things. They're like 65 used type of thing. I got that one for uh, $35,000. That's amazing. Yeah. No. And it was That's just amazing. like, yeah. Well, I, I would tell you the whole story, but it's like, it's like a 10 minute story and it's long. So I'll tell it to you another time. But it, uh, everything, man, from like me selling my house, my house sold for fucking like everything I wanted. Where I sat down, I was like, okay, hey, I need this to sell for this price or this. And I need it sold by this day. I need to quit my job on this day. I need to get this done by this. I set out all of this shit like six months before and then all of it just like nailed across the board. It's amazing how, um, I don't know if I have like physical proof of like things feeling like they're lining up, but I've had like, uh, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what you want to call them, like spiritual or like yeah. transcending moments right. where um, I, I, I can think of like at least two off the top of my head, like specifically where I was um, and like I just had this moment of like oh I'm 
doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, exactly what I'm supposed to be doing it. Right. Um, and it just like it, it was just like it was just like a moment of just like uh, of just like peaceful like harmony in my yeah, in my in, like in, in my in my soul in my yeah. being. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you had more of a like a <laughs> everything lining up like that. It just yeah. ma- it's nice to have a reassuring feeling that you're well, does, these crazy man. decisions that you're making. Yeah, that there's something something out there that's just like oh no, yeah. you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Well, even like this, like I just so people kept asking me, what are you gonna do for uh, Oscar? Like, what are you gonna do in the winter in your RV? How are you gonna live in Canada in the winter in an RV? Go south. And I was like, well, I'll stay in Vancouver, or I'm like, you know what I want to do is I want to go to Australia because I've never been there and I've wanted to travel. And I've never got to travel. That was my one fear about doing comedy right away. Is I was like, comedy is going to become a job like anything else was. And I'm like, so I kind of was like kicking myself that I made such a fucking grand exit <laughs> out of my job into comedy. Like, you know, I like got everyone, CBC, like national news piece, guy quits it like everywhere. And I'm like, well, you got to really, really got to send it now. Like, yeah. You can't be like, I'm going to take three months off and go travel and I'll be back. Like. So then I was like, fuck, but I was like, I really wanted to go there. So I thought, you know what? I'll fucking Australia. I'll go there this winter. Um, I'm like, I'll fly into like Melbourne and I'll just start doing open mics and I'll meet people. And then hopefully like I'm taking all this advice from my good buddy, Ari Mahdi. He's like, dude, I just fly to this place, go to there, do open mics. It's like within two weeks of going to every open mic, people are like, Hey man, this guy's serious about yep. comedy. He's good. It's like, we'll get him out. And they start booking your gigs. And that was kind of my plan. And then I remember I phoned Lars Kellyo. Yep. You met Lars, yeah. So Lars, I phoned him and said, "Hey, I'm. I know you've done Australia a lot. Do you have any tips for me?" And he basically told me, "This is how this works. This festival circuit." And then he ended up calling me back like a month later and was like, "Hey, I've got a festival in Kamloops and the Okanagan. I'm doing. Do you want to be a part of it?" And I was like, "Fucking yeah, that'd be sweet." So I did it, and then uh, that's where I met Terry. So when I met Terry North there, and he's the guy who produces all these shows so then he's like hey man if you ever want to come to australia uh, let me know and i was like dude i want to come to australia (laughs) and you're like just everything like just like i don't know part of me i always look at manifesting in that as the placebo effect where it's like they say the placebo effect works if you think it's working right like they've done the craziest study i've heard of it was they did uh knee surgery have you seen that one in the new england journal of medicine is that right I looked at the Scots. <laughs> Do you know? No. <laughs> so it's called the New England Journal of Medicine. I believe it is. It's not the old England. New England Journal of Medicine. And they Mingland. cut their knee. Mingland. Yep. England. <laughs> so they cut their. They People had needed their knee surgery. So right. what they did is they took them. And three of them they did the knee surgery on. The other three they just cut their knee open and stitched it back up. They oh, knocked them all out. Man. And told them they did the surgery. All six of them reported. My knee's great. That's incredible. Fine. It's also, how did they get the ethical... I said, no, that's 100% that's, what I said. I'm like, how did you get the consent yeah. to do this? And I, I apparently, like, I looked a little bit at something to do with a family member thing. I don't know. Nah. But, I, yeah, that's what I think too, right? <laughs> like, that's, yeah. what, that's exactly the, my first question was that. And that's where I always get brought up. And I've really got to look this up because that's the thing that I don't know. My favorite psychological experiment that uh, I'm going to tell you about because I think you'll really like it a lot and I think you'll get a lot out of it. Well, what if I don't like it now? You're going to really so like it. Trust me. If you okay, don't like it, then... Water for this. If you don't like it, then I think there's no point in me even being here, to be <laughs> honest. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're both going to like it a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really selling us on it. 
Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm rarely confident, but when I am confident, I'm like, <laughs> no, 100% gut feeling you're going to like it. Uh, you're going to like this. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they had this um, class of people doing a photography course. And uh, at the end, they had four pictures that they had as part of their folio. Do you know this one? I want to hear you do it, but it's you know basically it. where they pick a group and said you get one, you got to keep it. And the other people had a choice to trade theirs in later. Uh, kind of, yeah, okay, yeah. Go. We may be talking about the same I, one I, and just I, remember I think, it differently. Yeah, yeah. You like it though? Oh, this is this is great. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And y'all laughed at me. Anyway, <laughs> so um, basically, at the end, they're split into two groups. Group one is told, okay, uh, you can take home two pictures from your folio, and we're gonna choose which ones you like, uh, which ones you're gonna take. Whereas group two, they're like, you are going to take home two pictures from your folio and you get to choose which ones you're going to take. And then they ask them all to rate their satisfaction with the pictures that they're taking home. And then six months later, they ask them to rate their satisfaction again. And they found the people that had the, the choice made for them had increased satisfaction, whereas the people who uh, made their own choice had decreased satisfaction with their choice or, or on large and I think I mean what I kind of get from this is uh, when we have a choice made for us we kind of think even if it like goes kind of bad or not the way that we wanted it to when we look back on it we start to see the good points of it we start to see okay it's like our brain kind of accepts once we've sort of accepted that there was nothing we could do about it our brain starts to try and see the positives in it whereas when we make the choice for ourselves we look back and we have this thing of self-doubt. We have this feeling that we had control over the situation. So we start thinking, oh, this is how it should have been different. This is what I should have done it. You know, because we have that feeling of control, we start thinking that if we'd acted differently, we would be more happy now, um, is my analysis. Can I give an example of that? Everyone thinks that was great. I love it. Can you give or get? Can I give? Okay, give. I yeah, like, can, can I get, get an example? I know. I was like, can I, I thought you just literally said, I just said, gave you one. Can you get it, an example of that? More. And I was just like, <laughs> She just 100%. Just like just an example that I can think of is um, whenever someone is going through a breakup, everyone mm. always feels bad for the person getting broken up with. Mm. But if you really think about it, that person, they can be in denial for a little bit, but you literally have no choice but to move on. The person that does the breaking up gets a toy with, was this the right decision? Yeah. Forever. That's why I never break up with anyone. Me I'm yeah. so bad at it. I'm always like, oh. You do what I do and like you do like you try to like you be worse and worse in the relationship and hopes that it I did that once and then yeah. realized it was a shitty thing to do. It is. Yeah. And I, I, I also learned that same yeah, lesson. Yeah. yeah. That's a <laughs> yeah. common that's like, a common one. Yeah, like I did that when I was like... Oh, buddy, I wrote a book on self-sabotage back in 98. <laughs> you can find copies of that. You wrote it? Yes. Nine, in 98? 1998. Okay, yes. wow. Was, How old are you? Uh, I was 10 years old. <laughs> 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 it was mostly me sabotaging my own Lego creations at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was self-sabotage. Um, yeah, I did, I did that when I was 19. And it's like, yeah. Um, it's not Because when you think about it, like from the other person's point of view, obviously they're just like, why are they treating me like garbage? And then, yeah. you know, you start to realize that's not an okay way Have to treat people. Have you seen any given Sunday? I'm going to say no. But any given Sunday is a football movie. What? American football. And you're, this relates, don't worry. And there's Al Pacino. Like, what? Did I, did I zone out? Like, did, I, <laughs> did I just like him? How long was I not listening? 
Al Pacino says a thing. This is going back to what Matt said. Al Pacino says a thing in there that makes me, I think about, I thought was so funny back then. And as I get older, I'm just like, this is more and more true and getting sad. But he's giving a speech to his football team that they're losing at halftime. And it's this, it's, it's literally called this speech. I'll play it for you later. It's like, I, we used to listen to hockey all the time. It's one of the most motivational speeches ever fucking laid out. But there's a point in there where he's like, he's like, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. He's like, ah, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man could make. He's like, I, uh, I pissed away all my money. He's like, I uh, chased off anyone who ever loved me. And lately, I can't stand the face I see in the mirror. And I was like, as I get older now, I look at my life and I'm like, dude, you've made over a million dollars. You have 30,000 left. (laughs) Like, you have really, really pissed away a lot of money. And then I'm like, you have had many, many women love you. Like, I've had multiple, like, four-year relationships. I was a stepdad for five years. It was amazing. I still carry around a little dolphin in my backpack. I bring it everywhere with me. That was what my stepdaughter gave me That's And cute. when I first started comedy. And she said, if they're ever not laughing, bring it out and do the dolphin dance. Mm-hmm. And I bring it everywhere with me now. I always do you, joke. Do you do the dolphin yeah, dance? No, I've never, I've never done it. <laughs> my goal, I, what I want to do is when I get my Netflix deal and I'm famous on TV, I want to have the dolphin sitting on the stool. So there will be a little shout out to her so she can see it. So there's that little touching thing. <laughs> well, she's watching on the Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever the streaming service is called in 2050. <laughs> <laughs> she's so, like, it's a long hard. road to the top. Um, so yeah, there's that, uh, what was it? Oh yeah. Chase off anyone who ever loved you. That's the thing. And then you're like, I've had like so many girls who have been like wanting to date and I've always been like, no, no. And then I just like, and then now you're like, dude, you're so going to die alone. Like it's forever and sad with no money. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Jesus. I think that's a good place to end it. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that's an hour one. That's an hour one. This has been ECL number nine, everybody. That's the ninth in the installment of nines. Uh, we had uh, Matt Watson. Matt, where can people find you? Uh, all of my social media is Matt Watson Comedy, except for Twitter, Matt Watson Comic. So, okay. My website, my Insta, my uh, YouTube, my Facebook is Matt Watson Comedy. Matt, we have Look people flooding in right now to ask questions. All right. <laughs> I don't know how they know because this isn't live. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. And then we have Roisin Caird. Perfect. Perfect. And Roisin, oh, how can so people great. get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is just uh, pictures of me doing cool stuff. Uh, Twitter is usually a mix of jokes and uh, kind of out of context rants. So yeah. in uh, 280 characters or less. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Occasionally I thread. thread. I'm an occasional threader, but I do try and make it 100, oh 160, um, or whatever it is. Uh, it's R O I S I N. Yeah. Do you see how that's uh, such a simple Roshin? Roshin. Because yeah, it's an Irish name, and Irish has a different alphabet to English. So words are said different. Uh, And then C-A-I-R-D is cared. 
Right, y'all can go fuck well, yourselves. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> well, you seem to figure out how to spell cared correctly with the fucking Irish alphabet. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's in Gaelic. Let's not do this again. Okay, what, um, what is Gaelic? Gaelic is Scottish, Gaelic is Irish. Okay, but why don't they do it anymore? Are you taking this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissing on you. You see, you are pissing on me. You're, you're removing piss from her. That's what you do. You take piss. You don't give piss. <laughs> I know, that's my favorite thing to do. Every, every Australian, that's what I say to them. I was like, ah, you know, we're not just uh, pissing on this guy. And they all are like... <laughs> What? What? I'm like, you know, you guys do it all the time. You piss on each other, you know? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's when you give them a hard time. They're like, oh, take the piss. You take their piss. And I'm like, how's that giving him a hard time? That gives me a hard time. If I'm, what am I going to do with all this piss? No, I'm dealing with this piss. Like, oh, man. I used to be an English teacher, and this would have been a great idioms lesson. Yeah, like, yeah. In UK, in Australia, you say, take the piss. In Canada, you say, pissing on. Yeah. This would have been great. Yeah. English teachers take note. Yes, write that down. Mark it. <laughs> Mark for English teachers. Okay, well that wraps up ECL number nine. Uh, can't wait for this one to get to air. Uh, it'll be online probably within the next hour. So you guys enjoy it. Don't forget to brush and floss tonight. Gingivitis is the leading cause of tooth decay in North America. <laughs>